Hey, hey, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alberigo, schoolandertalk.com. Good morning, sir. Nice to be with you. Yes, you as well, man. It's great to talk to you always. I haven't heard from you as much lately because we've been kind of just chugging along, right? Both of us back in the trenches doing our thing yeah. and, uh, you know, really working harder, probably now harder than ever because it's about rebuilding and, you know, uh, like you, we were just chatting before we went live about, like, you know, I asked how you were doing and you said, you know, you, you were saying about what, about filling the bucket and what were you saying? Tell everybody there about, you know, what you're been focused on. I feel like Paula Abdul, you know, two steps forward, one step back. I guess the song was what, one step forward, two steps back, whatever it is. I've been, you know, yeah. been able to uh, sign up, you know, two people. And then every time I sign up one person, I lose another, you know? Yeah, yeah it's an interesting dynamic. One. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because um, I'm finding that, well, there were a lot of people that were pretty, pretty awesome when it came to being loyal and, and, you know, paying tuition payments, but they're only going to, and not using the tuition, they figured, hey, listen, I'm going to just live this one out and finish it off, and then once I'm done, I'm done. I did my job of being a loyal, good, honorable person, which I can't expect anymore, but they've been so out of training that they're they're not really in the game anymore, and I, it's going to be very hard for any of them to come back. I mean, they've been lazy for six months. They've been sitting out and in their living room for six months or not training for six months. So that became a, a big issue. Yep. You know, so, yeah, it is. So yeah. It, it's I, crazy. But you are so, getting yeah, new we're just, enrollment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting, just last night I signed up a person. Um, Monday I signed up two people. Uh, good. But Monday I also lost a person. So, I mean, hmm. I'm up two people this this month. You know, or this right. this week, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so like for me as well, like I have a lot of people in my sales funnel, which is my one month trial membership that I'm doing, and uh, it's interesting though too because even I'm getting massive amount of leads, massive amount. Like people every night are signing up for that one month trial. However, half of them are committing to coming in. Like they're not really even returning yeah. any kind of email, text, or call. Um, but I do have those that are, and, and what I did do, which is actually working, I actually wanted to clean my database out, so I set up an automation on Spark where it goes, you know, email, text message, email, text message kind of thing for about like four or five weeks, and um, I just basically said, listen, I'm cleaning out my database. I want to know if you have any interest anymore in whatsoever and maybe taking advantage of a free month or at some point you came in and you or you called. And I'm getting a lot of people that want me off, you know, want to come off my list. So I've been clearing them off, which makes me feel good too because I'm cleaning up my list, so to speak. And then, but I've right. been getting a lot of people that are like, you know, hey, listen, I, I want to take advantage of this. Can I have my two kids come in? And I have that, that going on. So I have like six or seven people in the free month trial right now. And I have three that I know are probably going to sign up. And, and, you know, some of them are kind of just going through the motions until it's time. So uh, yep. we'll see on those. But I'm, I'm happy that new people are coming in. And I want to apologize in advance. I'm at my house today. Uh, you know, we're doing this podcast. Uh, and I'm out in my sunroom, and I've got a new roof, or roof, however you say it. Right? <laughs> a roof. Yeah, uh, R-O-O-F uh, being put on uh, the house. So uh, if you hear things or see people walking by, that's, that's what's going on here. 
That's okay, but it, that kind of thing is beautiful because you're able to do what you do and enjoy and, you know, be home in the morning, not kill yourself, right, and, you know, and, and do that. That's the power of being self-employed and owning our own business, right? Isn't that great? It, well, it is, but, you know, there's people that have created a business for themselves and all they did was, you know, yeah, they, they, they are self-employed, but what they did was they just traded their job uh, you know, that they had prior to this, and now they're the boss. I mean, they, right. they, they, so, yes, I agree with what you're saying, and this isn't the topic of discussion today, but with a caveat, um, you know, if we just create another job for ourselves, then we aren't really free either, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that, that, yeah, isn't that going back to one of the Rob Kiyosaki books, which was, um, the four, I think it's called cash flow quadrants, and it has the four boxes. Like you take a piece of paper and you cut it down the middle and, and across, and you have um, employee on the top left, and then on the bottom left you have self-employed, and then on the top right you have business owner, and on the bottom right you have investor, right? And it's yeah. the whole ultimate goal is to get yourself from those, you know, employee to self-employed, which is exactly what you explained. You basically did what you used to do, you know, and you let's say you worked at a martial arts school and you were an instructor there, and now you just opened up a martial arts school and now you're still an instructor there. Um, you just basically just changed the ownership to yourself, but now you also dealt with and added on a pile of responsibilities and pressures and expenses and so on and so forth, right? And then um, the whole ultimate goal is to jump in and out of the, the quadrant two, which is self-employed, to business owner. And then eventually, once you get to business owner, you could eventually jump from quadrant two, quadrant three to four, which is investor and business owner, starting other businesses, alternate sources of income, um, like you do. And, uh, you know, people have real estate or they might have rental properties or they might, you know, open up a second business. I have a friend who is from New York. He just opened up a tattoo parlor or, or bought a tattoo parlor in Tennessee, no less, Right. He lives in New York, and he's bought, he bought a business in Tennessee that's been running itself, and he invested in it, and now he's going to help build it. So it's pretty interesting. That's the quadrant you want to be in. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, so, cool. uh, so we got an interesting topic today. Uh, I think it's timely. Um, we're all tired. Uh, and the topic of discussion is, you know, being zoomed out. And, uh, you know, let me just kind of give a definition of zoomed out just so that we're all talking about the same thing is the the fact that we, uh, not only just us as studio owners, but um, also the students are exhausted with utilizing the screen in order to learn things. Um, right. Would you say that's a, a, a fair definition? I definitely do. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely the truth. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, some people are still in the game doing Zoom and they're not coming out into the real world. They're still afraid. I mean, I just got an email last night. It's interesting. And it's funny because the way the email was written, the wife was emailing me asking me to talk to her husband to try to convince him to let their son come back to the dojo. And um, I, I actually sent her an email back. I said, are you asking me to talk to your husband and convince him, or are you just telling me your husband doesn't want to do it and and you don't want to do it? Like, I'm confused at what you're asking me, you know. So um, they're still – and they're not doing Zoom. They're, they're, they hate it. The kid won't do it. He's got some little bit of learning disabilities, which I don't really see, but maybe on the screen he has an issue. So 
So that could be a yeah. problem. But what do we do though? Like if what if what if there's a resurgence? So what if the political parties change and they want to, you know, go back into lockdown? Like who knows what could happen? What are we gonna do? How how do we yeah. we should really think about that, talk about that, a re entry strategy in case this happens. Well, yeah. So first off, I just wanna say that this my my quarter ends like my, my, my testing quarter ends uh this you know, at the end of this month. So at the end of August, my testing quarter ends. And then at the beginning of next month, September, is my new testing quarter. So every three months, everybody tests in my studio like clockwork. I don't care whether you're okay. black belt or whatever. There's there's a test happening every three months, um, so every quarter. And okay. now this next quarter, what we're going to do is, well, let me back up. As of right now, what's been happening is, this past quarter through the summer, if, you know, we have a, a five and six-year-old little ninja class and it happens at four o'clock on Monday and Wednesday, we have that as an option. But we also have okay. a, uh, a, a Tuesday, Thursday, 5.30, five and six-year-old class as an option as well. So you as a parent, you basically have four different times that you can have your kid come, Monday, Wednesday, at, you know at uh, 4 or Tuesday, Thursday at 5.30. Well, we're switching that, and that's congruent on all of our classes. So if you're a beginner, 7 and up, that's the same thing. You have a Monday, Wednesday, and a Tuesday, Thursday option, intermediate, advanced, junior black belt. Black belt's the only one that only has one option. That's all you get. Right, right. Well, right. Uh, what I'm doing differently this next quarter, because I only have 33 people left on Zoom. Okay. Um 18 of them are black belts. Okay. Wow. Yes. So I am only going to give them, uh, I'm only going to give them one option. So on, let's just throw it out there. On Tuesday, Thursday at 6 o'clock is going to be the uh, five and six-year-old class. And rather than it being a, a half an hour, it's only going to be 20 minutes via Zoom. Right. And then right after that, at 6.30, is going to be the beginner class. And uh, that's going to be only a half an hour on Zoom as opposed right. to a 45 minute. Because, you yeah. know, when you only have three or four people on there, I can give pretty good attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need a full 45 minute class. So you're, so you're then, doing a Zoom class separate than your live classes. Totally different. Classes. I'm you're, you're switching. Yeah, I'm switching back to that. And okay. in the beginning, in the beginning of all of this, I pared down back in March. So March, April, and May, I pared everything down to two belt levels. So I had a ton of Zoom classes. Once June hit and we could reopen to a certain degree, um, I had the Zoom classes happening as the live classes are happening. And, I, and for a month, I had them separate, meaning in my back room, I had the Zoom going on. And in the front room, we had, right. you know the uh the re the physical classes and then come july i put them all in the same class mm -hmm. now with only having 33 people and again 18 of them black belts um i'm, I'm going to separate it again and i'm not going to give them as many options to choose from and basically what i'm what i'm doing is i am i, I want to kind of force their hand to make a decision or go oh, I, i'll stick with this for right now but I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, 
look, I can't afford to lose 33 people. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but those 18 people for black belts are already doing it on Zoom anyways. They're going to do it at the same time as the regular black belt class is happening. So theirs really isn't changing. It's right. all of my, you know, five and six and then seven and up. So my beginners, adva intermediate, advanced, junior black belts, those are going right. to switch and they only have, uh, they only have one option. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm having a, not my head instructor teach it anymore. I'm going to have one of my just regular instructors, uh, teach the zoom classes. I'm not having my head guy do it anymore. I have more people right. in house. I want my head guy on, on the, on the floor with, with the majority of the people, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought like, and, and listen, I, I've had so many of my friends that ran zoom until they opened and then they said, listen, you come back, we're open, come on back in. I was shutting Zoom off, and I, I thought, and I think you were considering that initially as well. Yes. And then I kind of, yeah, I talked you out of it, and um, and I'll tell you, like my dynamic is like this: I have parents now; their kids are home when they could have been, you know, maybe they were at school or you know, it's summertime, and the parents are both at work, and the kids were with a babysitter or a nanny, or they're just old enough to be at home by themselves and the parents are working extra hard, they can't get back in time to drive their kids, a lot of them electing to say, hey, you're going to go on the Zoom class. Just go right on it and train. At least they're training. Now, that was an opportunity we never had. If the parents couldn't drive them to the school, they basically didn't train. And then if that happened enough, they would fall out of the swing of things, right? So um, we're, we're getting those people to train. And then there are still those families that are not, they're just not comfortable, like the mom that, emailed me last night you know the husband doesn't want him back yet um there's a lot of people i've emailed and they said listen we're just not comfortable yet we're we're waiting to see how it goes and you know that kind of thing so they're still zooming uh, you know their classes um however i think that zoom has always been an issue because the classes were never engaging enough for people like i I found so many mistakes watching people's Zoom classes that, and, and by the way, mistakes meaning my opinion, not meaning an actual mistake. It's just my thoughts on it. And um, I think that that's what also created a problem with, with Zoom as well. So that's that's a big issue. Yeah, well, again, we're not Teletubbies or whatever the, I don't know, Paw Patrol or whatever right. it, it is that's out there. We're not that. And we... And look, no offense to some of the videos that I've seen online with some people doing conga lines and and all that other stuff to keep people engaged. I, right. I'm not. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just right. saying that I'm not willing to do that. You know. Now right. I will say that back in uh, May, I had come across some YouTube videos that had some. I'll call them little game challenges. And so at the end of class for the last two minutes, you know, they had these ninjas coming at you. You had to punch them and you had to kick them and you had to do all that. Right, right. That I was a nice little, yeah, a neat little thing at the end, you know. But after you do that for a month, even if you switch the videos, you switch them up, now they're, now they're, it's, it, now they're old. Right. You know, so you can only well, you use that for a certain period of time. You see, this is, I think, a major pandemic, and I use that word because it is in regards to this pandemic with the virus, but it's also a pandemic when it comes to learning. So we're seeing that um, this, this kind of Zoom class learning has uh, really been a struggle because we can see that this 
kids have not been taught how to learn in a way where they're able to linearly focus, two-dimensionally focus on something without all of this outside stimulation. So what you said, we're not Teletubbies. What first thing comes to mind is, well, we could be, but not the way you're mentioning it, but we could be as interesting. Like, for example, my daughter, um, sadly, my poor daughter was uh, going back to college. This is her first year at FIT. You know, she was so excited. She worked for three years to get into the city, and then she was going to room in the city and have the whole city life and, and all of that stuff. Right. And now all her classes are online. So she's going to FIT, which is the big city thing, and now she's online doing it in, her, in our living room. She's just so disappointed because the whole thing was the experience. But last year with her teachers, they were basically filming lesson plans and then popping them up, and then they would once in a while lecture, right? Like, I, I think that teaching has to be a dynamic, interesting thing. Like, you have to have a personality to be able to tell stories and to engage people. And, and I think that a lot of the schools are not following, and following up and following through with rules and regulations. So, um Here's, here's, let me throw this out there. So, for example, we have to make sure that the parents understand that there are certain rules and bylaws of being in our school when we're live. We have to do the same thing when it comes to Zoom. They, they have to understand that this is not just a way to throw them up in front. They're, they're not ready. They're not prepared. They don't have a uniform. They're not wearing the proper footwear if they have it. They're, you know, they're in a room that, you know, they're, they can't do their bow because there's a chandelier or a fan or a TV or a glass table. Like, they haven't done anything to prepare these kids for success, to set them up for success, and even adults. The ones that I found that got the best experience are the ones that maybe turned their garage into a mini dojo or had an area in their basement where they set up with a mat and areas for their weapons and literally did it that way. And I think that, that if we're going to continue on with Zoom, we have to be a little bit harder with people so that there is a set of focus. And we can't let the parents just say, okay, your Zoom class is on and walk out the room. They have to be within earshot. In case, like the other day, I don't know if I told you this last week, but I'm teaching. I might have. Um, and uh, I'm teaching, and the kid, his name is Billy, and he's doing his class. And I turn around to teach my live class. And then I turn back, and Billy's got a bicycle helmet on. I'm like, where did the bicycle helmet come from? And then, you know, like, what is he thinking? Like, you know, he just decided to put it. And it's because he doesn't have that parental, you know, involvement. He doesn't really have anyone there to stay on. And the dad came and brought him. He goes, it's it. I don't know. I, I'm not feeling comfortable with the safety, but he's got to get back to class. And I'm like, did you see him with the bicycle helmet? He goes, uh, I heard you yelling at him with it. He goes, I had to bring And he brought him <laughs> back to, to live classes. But, I mean, I've kicked people out of my Zoom class if I see – Listen, Trevor, if you're not paying attention and you're sitting on the couch and I catch you one more time, I'm kicking you out of the class. And then I've had kids that have lied to me and said their cameras didn't work. And I said, if I don't see you, I'm kicking you out of the class. And um, I've done it. And parents have actually praised me for it. You know, thank you for doing that. You're still teaching the same value that you were in the regular classroom. And that's why we brought our kids to you. So I think people went to Zoom and they want, they want to be Teletubbies. They want to, they want to, and I watch some of these classes and, and I, if this is the way they teach all the time, I'm like, oh my God, it's just a fluffy, you know, martial art, like, hey, high fives and yay. And, you know, it, it's just terrible. Well, I like to hope that, that that's not how they teach all the time. I, I, I just think that they're searching for stuff to keep people engaged. That, that's my uh, hope that that's what's going on. Right, but why? So here's my question to you. So, so 
why wouldn't you just be, of course, we have no contact in our school, which we do normally throw each other grapple. We're flipping and wrestling and hitting each other. We can't do any of that. We're still, especially in New York, every every day is a scare, you know, um, whether Cuomo is going to pull it away from us, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, so why can't you still teach the same things, like, with the same meaning? And, and parents understand, like, that's repetition is the mother of all skills. Like, so why yeah, after yeah. six months, are, are, do you have no material? Like, or, or is it that you're, you're just boring them to death with the same stuff? Like even in my school, I can see like everyone now brings their bow in their side. I'm like, but, but we do like 16 other weapons. Like, why are we not doing that? So I got to get back to putting a schedule up where they know what weapon to have for what class. I used to do that every week was a different weapon and I have to do that. And I'm going to make a note of that. Um, right now, so so that people know what weapons to bring to class. All right. So uh, yeah, that, so, that's so what, what do you think? That, though that was, I was going to say the communication is important um, alongside that. You know, the other thing that you could do is um, institute different challenges uh, throughout the uh, throughout the month, and you know maybe throw their name in a hat for you know whoever does and completes the challenge. Uh, you know, you throw their name in a hat, and every week you draw for a prize. You know, I mean, well, I just I could give you a quick idea that I came up with, and I actually didn't come up with it. My business partner in the website business came up with it, and um, we designed for our our little kids. There's uh, eagle, bear, and wolf characters for the two to four year olds, and then owl, fox, and cheetah for the five to eight year olds. So we made a mask that is literally the character, but it's a live picture of like a. It looks like an eagle. It looks like a wolf. You know, it's not like a cartoon kind of thing. Um, and what I did was they're being printed. I should have them by Friday. On Monday, we're going to release this contest. And if you come to 12 classes, it doesn't matter if it takes you a month or a month and a half. Once you get 12 classes, you earn your mask of the eagle. The next one is the wolf. Another 12 classes, you earn the wolf. Another 12, you earn the, the bear. So that I got, you know, let's say it's, you know, three, three and a half, four months of motivation there to keep kids yeah. excited to just get something silly and then they could wear that mask in class if they choose so or wear it outside. So I'm coming up with ideas, as many ideas as I can to motivate the kids to train. Just like we gave perfect attendance awards. We're going to be doing the same thing, um, but we're also going to give them that mask when they get their perfect attendance award. Are you using uh, Sparks perfect, like uh, the, the attendance thing, the perfect you attendance said when Sparks, you're doing awards? By the way. You said Sparks with yeah. an S. You usually correct me on that. <laughs> I said, well, are you using Sparks attendance? Oh, like, Sparks, come, I gotcha. Um, I have yeah. not yet, and I did see it on there, and I noticed that it's there, and I have to do that. Because here's my, my thing, and I'll share with everyone. Um, I'll share a bit of it. Cause we, so the perfect attendance for me, if they make, let's say they're a little kid, they get eight classes, they get a trophy, a little six-inch trophy with a certificate. Um, if they get three of those trophies, they turn them in, and the fourth trophy, they get a 12-inch trophy. Once they, then they start the cycle again. Then they get three little, one big, three little, one big. Once they have four big ones, that's a year of perfect attendance, they turn, turn them in. And by the way, they're turning, once they turn in, they have three little ones, they have to turn them all in to get the big ones. So this kind of like we're getting in recycling trophies. Um, however, uh, at the end of the year, if they made their full year, they turn all their trophies in and we get, we give them a plaque that says one year of perfect attendance. And we give out three t-shirts, one for the kid that says I've achieved perfect attendance and two for the parents that say my son 
or my child has achieved perfect attendance. So that's something that I do on a regular basis to keep people motivated. And, and it's a really great tool because parents will go, hey, listen, you want to go to class? No, I don't want to go, Mom. you got one more class before perfect attendance. You know, it's another tool how to mo- motivate them. So um, and yeah. then now I'm tying in the mask thing. So I'm doing my best to keep as many of the people that are engaged. Now, what do I do? I still do perfect attendance for adults. Um, we still check them. We talk to them about it and, and so on. So we want them to make as many classes as they can, So you know, as well. Yeah, did you see that question there? I do. It's Charles, I think it's Raymond or Raymond, but I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, Charles. So it says, because kids' sparring helmets have face shields, we should be fine for sparring. Do you agree? Here's the thing. It depends on where you're located, right? There are certain states that have eased up on restrictions. Like, the one thing I have to say, though, I have... I don't want to insult the martial art industry, but there are some really stupid people out there that run the schools. That's, a, that's, like, that's every industry. Yeah, but, but I mean, but hey, listen, we're talking about martial arts, right? So, um, right? so I'm watching videos of people that are under social distancing guidelines, and they're, they're papering over their windows so no one can see what they're doing inside, and they're grappling, they're sparring, they're fighting. And um, it's a secret, but they're putting it on Facebook. Like, do you, like, and I, I'm in enough, and I'm watching it. So, like, do you think that no one's going to see that and be offended like some, some looky-loo who wants to turn you in? There was a taekwondo school in uh, four towns over from me or three towns over from me that opened up before they were allowed to, and they got, like, a $10,000 fine. They came in. They threatened to arrest the guy. I mean, it was a nightmare. Um, so, but he did do things that he wasn't supposed to. We fa- we followed everything. When they said we could open, we opened. We, we're still way above standards when it comes to the CDC guidelines, six-foot spaces. So answering Charles' question, if your state is allowing you guys to be within six foot of each other, then you could do it. But if you're not and they're saying you have to have six-foot social distancing, then you can't spar. Like I, I had to tell my staff, they're like, can we run an obstacle course? I said, of course not. And they're like, why? I'll just keep them six foot apart. I go, that you're missing one major component. They want them in that bubble. They don't want their germs spread all throughout the optic course, jumping over that pad, grabbing onto this thing, climbing under that thing. Because if someone has COVID and they climb under, the next person climbs under, they're going to touch those, those areas. So you have to kind of isolate them, almost like the boy in the plastic bubble, uh, you know, that old movie with John Travolta. He's in his little bubble forever because he can't come out of it. And, and listen, if we follow these guidelines, and this is my advice to you, Charles, if you're in your area that you can do that, then do it. Um, but if you're in an area where they say social distancing, don't do it. Just stick to drilling. Have them gear up. Have them hit a pad. And we have a wave master in every spot. So we have 16 spots on our floor. We have 16 wave masters. We don't let them share from one side to the other. They have their own wave master, and they work out. And that's it. I mean, they're not mixing. And then we wipe it all down with Clorox white bleaches before the next class. So be yeah. careful. I, I think that face shields, and I think if they're saying social distancing, that's not social distancing. That's just my opinion. So I'm, I'm not sure. If you're allowed to do it, then, then of course, a face shield is perfect. So yeah. what, do you uh, what are some other – well, I was going to say, what are some other things that we can do on Zoom – to, you know, keep it fresh, you know. Right. Uh, obviously, showing up to class is one, but uh, doing some challenges maybe 
is too. Like I'm even right. thinking about the challenges because we, you know, we're doing that martial arts uh, athlete yeah. challenge, I, and this is that, our last that's going two well, weeks. right? It it is it is, um, and, and you know, I'm having people submit the challenges and those type of things. I'm thinking come September that I just have like maybe September is you know some sort of of, of uh, weekly physical challenges that they have to do, and then. Uh, October maybe is more of uh, multiple kicking type challenges. So when I say physical, I mean like push-ups and leg lifts and all those different things for for September. Yeah. October might be more towards um, you know being able to do multiple kicks without setting the foot down, right. whether it's a round kick, axe kick, side kick, whatever it is. And then maybe even you know November would be. Um, you know, five minutes of, uh, like, combinations. So you're going to have boxing or kickboxing uh, type thing, and you have to you have to do three rounds, of blah, 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 whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. I have an idea that just came to mind for you and, and maybe for everyone else, too, and, and I've seen this in the – because you know I ran a tournament circuit and we're shut down for the whole year. We lost all that income and it's been closed down. Um, but um, what if we ran a virtual – online tournament where everyone did their kata or they did a demonstration move or they made up an open form, um, you know, or they did a weapon form. And then they all submit it on, on this particular day. They all submit their videos and then everyone votes. And the people with the most votes, doesn't matter who, if they got their relatives and their aunts and their uncles to vote for them um, and ran a campaign to get the most votes, they win a gear set or they win uh, a night at a restaurant, you know, something like that to create this kind of buzz. So a virtual in-house tournament. Yeah. In-house free, of course. Um, and, uh, and then do it that way. Hmm. I call my tournaments a Shi'ai. A Shi'ai means like a family gathering. Um, a Shi'ai is like a gathering of family and friends and, and brotherhood of the, of like-minded peers and they compete against each other with the spirit of competition. And it's not about winning a trophy, but the winners of maybe we could have three or four categories, whether it be, you know, weapons, self-defense, empty hand self I mean, not self-defense, weapons forms, uh, uh, empty hand forms, um, maybe some kind of freestyle routine where they combine the two, something, make something up, you know, and that kind of thing, or some tricking or gymnastics if they want to put together a two-minute or one-minute routine of them doing flips and turns and moves and then uh, have everyone vote on it. And the ones with the most votes, maybe the top five or the top ten, um, you give them a series of different prizes. So, okay, how? what are the logistics behind them uh, voting and who gets to vote and, and how are they well, – Go ahead. Well, I would do it. I would one. I would do it in some sort of open format so that anybody could ask their friends and relatives. Hey, listen, I just did my form. Check it out online. I'm in a contest to win. Um, can you vote for me? And they have their entire family and relatives and friends and everyone oh. votes. Right. Okay. And then, so, and then you just go through the videos. Be. What was that? Each post would be their own video. Yeah, well, their video would be their submission in your in your contest. You open it up on Facebook, and they they could submit their video to the as far as their you know competitive competition. 
and then they uh, then everyone likes it, right? So if they listen, if they could go out and get a thousand of their friends to vote for them, that's awesome. And a thousand people are seeing their form. One, it's a good marketing ploy. Two, it's interesting for the for the um, algorithms of Facebook to get yourself viral. And three, it's going to make them feel good. You know, all their friends and family vote for them. Some other dojo people vote for them. Um, and then they show their form. Um, and everyone, whoever's got the most votes, wins. And then we, and I would say do like a staggered, like the top ten votes, right? Whoever's got the most votes, right? And then, then, uh, and then you have cheered prizes. You know, uh, a twenty dollar gift card. You know, uh, tw- you know, you know, five of them are twenty dollar or twenty five dollar gift cards. You know, and then another one is something bigger, and then you know something even bigger is the big grand prize, maybe something worth, you know, worth. Worth, and I say worth, meaning like let's say a gear, a set of gear um, that is valued at you know four hundred dollars, but you only pay one hundred and eighty for it, or something, something like that. You know where there's a, a retail value to it, so you're not really giving away all that money. Right. What? Okay. All right. But you're saying this should be a free event. I think it right? should be. Um, I think you could charge for it, but of course. That, you know, hey, listen, I, I would love to charge for everything because it takes time and effort and all this other stuff, and then you got to make some money on your time. However, um, I don't think that uh, people will do it as, as well if they're paying. And secondly, I think it's just, again, we have to give back. We have to really create these events. You know, so this is a parent who's going, you know, should I continue? He's bored. He's not on Zoom. Now we start this contest. And it it goes over well, and and whether they're training live or in house, or in house live classes or on Zoom, they could all submit. They're still going to engage through through the yeah. Zoom. So what about the individuals? What about the individuals that don't have Facebook? Um, they, they're going to have to get it, I guess, or they could submit a video to you, I guess, and you could post it. Yeah. Okay. You could do all that. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. They could submit a video and then you post it for them and say, "Here's I'm submitting this for you know for uh, Alex," and, uh, and and they don't have Facebook. I, I think everyone listen in this day and age. If you don't have Facebook, you should get it. And even if you don't want to listen to the garbage and all the political drama on there, just sign up for Facebook. Just so you a lot. I have a lot of friends that don't want to be on Facebook, so they have their pet a picture of their pet and their pet's name, Fluffy. You know, and that's where they well, post. You know. They, I, even through this challenge that I've been doing, it's, it's, you're supposed to post, you know, on like, number one, it's, it's live on Facebook. But then right. number two is, uh, uh, the, in order to get extra points, you post your kid's picture, you, you take a video of them doing the combination, right. yada, yada, yada. Right. I have parents that go, I won't put my kid's video or picture on, on, on Facebook. So can I just send you what they, what they did? you know, via, you know, the computer or whatever. And, you know, there are some some people that do that. There are some people that won't. So then, listen, if they won't post their kid on Facebook and they don't follow the rules of the contest, like they don't want to go to the tournament, their kids shouldn't be out in the tournament, then you're not in the competition. I get it. I totally understand the safety protocol. They're afraid of that. You know, um, I have friends that have never showed their children on Facebook. Yes, I get it. But you know what? Eventually, they're going to be on there. They're going to be on some sort of social media. They're going to go on TikTok or, or you know, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or 
you know, whatever other ones that are out there. So they're going to do it. It's just part of life these days. You just got to teach them the right. protocols of safety. You know, you don't have to mention where they live, you know, maybe not their full name, whatever the case may be. But I think those are the people that are not going to be involved. If you want, they don't have Facebook. They could submit the video to you, but if they don't want to be on Facebook, then they can't be in the contest. Yeah. Okay. Right. I right. like I that idea. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking more like uh, we, you know, one month and maybe then in September is the, uh, the, you know, virtual form competition. And then the next month is the virtual weapon competition. And then the next month is virtual self-defense competition. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be, I mean, you probably couldn't do self-defense unless they have a relative or a peer that they could do it with, right? So they're, they can't do it on their parents. Maybe, maybe they could do it on their parents. Um, but, uh, uh, for for that, I, I like that idea of spreading it out, too. You're doing kind of the same thing that I did with my mask so that we create some sort of excitement throughout. Um, yeah, it's going to be more work for us, and that's why I thought do it once, you know, and have everyone for the month, for this entire month of uh, September, submitting all their, their competitions, whether it be weapons or self-defense. But, but you're right, maybe we should categorize and just do open-hand forms or just weapons forms one month. And then create the yeah. content. And then, they, then you could even do, do uh, yeah, you could do regular forms one month, weapons forms another month. You could do musical forms the next month and then, uh, yeah. you know, and then create your own form or whatever yeah. the following month. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I have a few friends that actually have software for this. They actually have these virtual online tournaments. So, um, and but they charge for it. So, I, you know, I have a friend um, that actually I went to high school with. I know the guy for forever, and uh, he has a software packet. I'm going to reach out to him today and see if he uh, actually uh, would be willing to have people try it and do it, and even if it's for free, to just get his software beta tested and put it out there. Maybe I could get it out for our clients, for people to use. I'll reach out to him. Maybe yeah, I've never, heard of that. I've never heard of that type of software. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to him right now and uh, and see what we can do. So yeah, so the question so what is, does of that course, software do? Uh, it's a it's a live so- software. It's a tournament software where people submit it. And pe- I'm not sure if um if they're competing at home, but they're live like on Zoom to the whole entire audience, or if they oh. submit it um, and uh, they uh, you know they once they submit it, it then becomes visible. I don't know. He was supposed to walk me through it. I'm going to uh, reach out to him and talk to him. In fact, okay. I have it right pulled up in my inbox so I don't forget. Um, but okay. uh, let's yeah, see what we could do. But if not, if not, simply put, you could easily do it where uh, they submit their video. You then let the video – and I like that, too, because then it would be trending on Facebook. They're going to be asking their parents, friends, family, neighbors to watch them, vote for them, sending them the link to this, creating this big buzz – and um you so know what's the time frame? what what what's the time I would do frame a month votes? I would do a month the whole contest for the month hmm. like so, so they say we have get it whole, done and put up you have more time more to get chance more you have exactly people to like you all right so but how do you track that because in a month's time I have done a ton of postings even just for my own you know my own posts for yeah, my you'd business. have to either one um, you'd have to pin pin the post, you'd pin the post to the top of your page in Facebook, so it's pinned. Um, and then, uh, or you pinned? 
You can only have one thing pinned, but that would be your main focus. Yeah, so Everything else would be right under. That would be one video. That'd be one video. No, 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 no. That, 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 no, the, fair. the post, the post would be your tournament. The videos would be in your post. They would submit their in video the in the comments. That's where they would submit their videos. Ah, okay. So all of those would be in one post is what you're saying. In one thread, one thread, and it would just be boom all the way down. All right. So then you would need to have directions. If you want to vote for this, then you got to comment whatever it is underneath. Like you have to, you have to. Yeah, under their video. They would reply to their video. Under their video. Yeah, Yeah. reply to their video. Because I'm I'm just just saying people are going to need to have. Well, maybe not even reply, but just like the video. You would hit a thumbs up, and that would be a like or whatever they got. You know, like you would say, okay, thumbs up only. Uh, if you like it, well, thumbs up. Well, I would tell them to hit love. Yeah. I would tell how them to love. Right. And then, so they, so how many loves do want them to comment. Yeah, well, well that's good. Algorithm-wise, we want them to comment. We, we want right. them to comment. Agreed. Definitely. But something that we – hey, I like the idea. I think you and I could work out the logistics on it. I think it would be pretty awesome. Uh, it's just, again, it, it's just another way for us to engage our core group. And, by the way, some people might be coming to live classes, but let's get them involved in this online virtual tournament competition. Well, yeah. You yeah, know, that's what I have, you know, that's what you know, I have the, with the martial arts yeah. challenge. I mean, I have people exactly. that are live, but they're doing the challenge on Fridays. Yeah, so then, so that, you know, this is just another way of not letting them be zoomed out. And my other bit of advice, and by the way, I'm, gonna, I'm really being aware of our time because I know last month, last call, I was like 22 minutes overtime, and you're like, hey, are you ever going to shut up? And I'm like, oh, I thought I had 15 more minutes left. <laughs> and I, we, uh, you know, so I apologize for that, for the, the listeners and watching uh, viewers. Um, but uh, so, so I'm thinking now, Zoom is here. We still need Zoom to some extent. Um, Zoom can be a platform even after the pandemic is over. It could still be a good platform to do leadership meetings, you know, uh, a Friday night at your house. Let's do a quick leadership lesson. Um, It could be an online lesson that you want to teach about history and culture. You could have guests still come in and teach. And, by the way, you could set up a huge big screen TV at your school and you could pipe in Kenny Bigby or, you know, some, one of our friends and have them, um, you know, have them teach in your dojo, but he's in, in Indiana and you're in Illinois. You know what I mean? Like it's still, we could fly right. each other in and pay all those expenses. It'd be great to hang out. But until everyone feels comfortable flying, um, then uh, now's the time to utilize those Zoom classes to engage people in and get special guests and, you know, you've had some great people, even psychologists and counselors talking to the families and all different stuff, right? You've had a lot of really great things. Yeah. So Rick Kellerman wrote, if you thumb, if you thumbs up, then it's easier to count votes. He meant votes. Otherwise, you'll be pouring over hundreds of comments. That's true, though. Yeah, I That's agree. More- I, I, would count, I would count the thumbs up or the, the hearts, you know, the loves. Um, right. But – they, but I would tell them that they have to um, comment, comment as well. And yeah. I would just I agree. count the comments. I would just count. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just con- just counting the votes. It's a great thanks, Steve Kellerman. I appreciate that. That's true, though. So we don't want to make ourselves crazy, but we would go through the thread and we go, okay, 
write all their names down. Let's just say you have 100 people. You take a list, you type it out, and you say, you know, John Smith, 30 votes, you know, whatever. You know, and then you go through the list, and then you tally it. Put it in an Excel spreadsheet. It'd be nice and easy. Yep, I like it. I like it. And then you think running that for a month, you think that's too long? Yeah. No, I think that a month would be good because they have the whole month to submit their videos. Like the deadline to submit your video, let's just say you started in September. The deadline to submit your video is the deadline, absolute deadline. You could start on the 1st, um, but by the 15th is the last video submission. And then all votes are tallied by the 30th. Gotcha. Okay. I'm I'm excited thinking about this. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that we've become zoomed out as instructors at times. Um, we become instructored out, right? You know, when we're back and we were teaching in the dojo, we kind of get in the routine, in the thick of things, and we just get routined out. We have to be the people that are always thinking outside the box. We have to come up with new concepts, new ideas, and so on and so forth to always keep our student population engaged. You know, I've always done world-renowned seminars with people that were MMA champions, Kung Lee, Frank Shamrock, Dan Severin, um, the movie star Timok. Um, you know, like I've had Carrie Tagawa from Mortal Kombat. All these people have been in my school, just to name a few of the people that I'd have visit, and I do these seminars in my school. So, um, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing that same energy of excitement for Zoom. And, and by the way, here's another thing that my one critique getting off the topic on Zoom as well, just because we're teaching a Zoom class simultaneously like we do it, um, we're, we're turning to the Zoom class and saying, do this. Then I turn to my class and I say, do this. All right, ready, practice. And I turn back and I watch. And I'm like, hey, hey Billy, get that bicycle helmet off. You know, like, you know, get off your couch. I'm going to shut you off if you don't listen. And then we engage. It's not as if we were just Zooming where it's 100% focused just on Zoom when we used to, but we're also letting them. And I'm grabbing my little camera, and I'm, like, going around the room with the camera, showing the whole room, you know, so that people that are home get to see their buddies, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they and they get to see what's going on. And, by the way, the majority of the parents are outside in the parking lot watching on Zoom as well. So, um, you yeah. know, they're, they're, so I'm, I'm, you know, panning the room to show the kids at home and on Zoom and the parents what's going on in class, keeping it, keeping it exciting. And you've got to engage with them. You have to be there. Just like my daughter doesn't want a recorded video to teach her how to do fashion. She wants to say, hey, Mrs. Smith, what, and, you know, parents, these teachers need to be more um, interactive tell stories. You need to sit down and do a dojo huddle. Like, I do that. I don't know if you've done that, Joanne, but I said, everyone, come on in close. Come to the camera. Come up close. And kids will be, like, right on the camera, right? And I'm like, sit down. I want to tell you a little story. And then I'll, I'll tell them about history and culture. And I, I do just like I would do in a normal class. The only thing is we're not in the same what, room and we can't touch each other. What about this? Uh, this just kind of came to me. A lot of schools are only doing half days or they're doing off days, right? Right. I'm curious I'm curious what's going on with their PE programs. Right. Well, I I have to tell you I had a teacher, a parent who's a teacher reach out to me yesterday. No, today, day before yesterday. And then um and then I had one of my clients ask me about it as well because it came up 
schools, if they don't go back full time and they're like on this hybrid schedule, there and parents need somewhere for their kids to go, um, they're going to be willing to pay daycare prices to have their kids being watched. And if you had, and, and I'm looking into this, the logistics legally of having people, like let's say you had 12 kids, 15 kids at max, and you help them, you hired a tutor that comes in two hours a day and tutors the kids on their homework, and then they bring their, their iPad or laptop, and then they do their homework with their teachers. You could have them five okay. days a week in your school, and de- after care and all-day care, that could be like $500 a week, four or $500 a week or more. So, yeah, no, that wasn't what I was talking about because I don't know if I'm interested no? in babysitting. I uh, know that sounds yeah. horrible. No, what I'm talking about is um, uh, it, what if we were the PE program? What if we did right. exercise and physical fitness and a little bit of karate and we became the um, the program? Yep. Well, that's that's another thing that David asked me, uh, David Nemiroff. He said what, what, he's going around to all the local schools, and he's saying, listen, I can do your program for you, or, you know, you could refer the parents to bring them to me, or I could do it on Zoom or via, you know, them coming to my school. So there's a lot of need for that, and that could be a lot of money that's out there because they need the, the schools need it, the parents need it. Why not be the one to do it and provide it? Right, right. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what I would need to do to, uh, I guess, maybe just get in contact with uh, a PE teacher and, and yeah. talk to them and kind of go from there. Absolutely. I think that, you know, if you know anyone that are teachers in your school, that have kids in your school that are school teachers in your area, ask them who they we could contact, you know, ask them what they, you know, I think a lot of it would probably have to do with administration, but it's best just to not go to the top and try to talk to the principal or their secretary. You're just going to get buried in a bunch of, uh, you know, red tape. I would go right to the source and try to reach out to the gym teacher and see because they're going to, they're going to need our help. Well, they're not going to be, the gym teacher can't pay us. I mean, if they were looking to get right, paid, no. the gym teacher is not going to be able to pay us. But, right. yeah. But you do have, when you do gym classes, sometimes you talk to the gym teacher and then they have a budget and then they bring it to whoever and get it approved. So, but yeah, my point well, is, that might be, yeah. try yeah, try to just get whoever you can that you know that has a foot in the door and then try to find the right names. But, yeah, you're right. Like all of this, if they're in a hybrid schedule, they're going to still need to do physical education gym, um, and uh, and that's going to be something. That's why we we're talking about doing this whole entire platform where they're at the school all day. They do martial arts twice a day for a gym class, and then you have a tutor that you pay and an administrator, and they watch the kids, and the kids have lunch break together. They do this together, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, Rick Kellerman, Sequel Kellerman wrote, after each class we do questions and answers, um, which gives each student an opportunity to clear things up, get a technique right, and I make it an assignment that each student must have a question, which gets them thinking about their art and their training. It kills two birds with one stone. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's again is is tying in these lessons on Zoom, um, and uh, and by the way, you could if you have hybrid a hybrid school, some of them are on Zoom, some of them are in, in class. You could share, uh, have the kids in the classroom. We have like a square in front of the camera. That's a socially distanced square, and uh, we'll have demonstrators come up in front of the camera and demonstrate moves, and then go back to their square. 
so that they can feel highlighted, you know, and, and, and so on. So right. I think that that's a pretty, pretty cool thing. So, yeah, I mean, we're almost out of time. Did you have any other real quick thoughts? Um, no, I'm, I'm excited about the tournament stuff. I really am. Yeah. I, that, I, I think I'll be consumed with that for a little while. Well, I'm going to reach out to my friend right away. I'll give you some idea of what he had to say and how things work, and let's see what we can do about that. Maybe I can get us, uh, you know, all of us that's in our group, some sort of, uh, you know, free thing for him to beta test it and so on. So uh, let's do that. So, all right, cool. So then let's. we went way, way over time last time. We'll close it up today a little bit early. I hope people got stuff out of this. Uh, and if you did, um, you know, uh, please let us know by writing in a comment and, and saying something, whether it be live or recorded, so that people, uh, you know, other people could see. And, and by the way, if you have questions, I always go back in and look for the questions and I'll try to answer them or give you my opinion. Yeah, you're good about that. On it. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll keep the conversation alive because Dwayne and I are here for you. And we want to also, if I could say this, we have a few sponsors that are now sponsoring our podcast, which is Spark Membership. You could get a, if you're interested and you want, I have a special deal with Spark that I could give you two months, eight weeks for a dollar if you want to just get in there and play around with their software and see if it's the right software package for you. So if you want to reach out to me, either inbox me or put it on this link. And if you want to test out Spark, let me know. And then also the next thing is that we also have Elite Insights, which is a website company, my website company that does school owner websites. Um, and um, we also have your, um, your personal health coaching that you're doing, Dwayne, for people that are, you know, right? What, what do you, what's the name of everything? And tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and so on. Yeah, I mean, you could you could uh, message me and then I can send you, you know, we can set up a time to go over that information. But it's uh, I use a program called Optavia uh, that I coach yeah, in, and, uh, and it's a full program. So it's not just uh, it's not just a, you know your eating, but it's a, it's a whole total uh, you know optimal health and wellness program from top to bottom, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And, and you lost how much? Forty some odd pounds. Yeah, forty pounds. Yeah, and I have a friend that is on it in New York, and he lost, I think, eighty pounds. Literally, we were chatting the other day, the twenty pounds heavier than his child. And I'm like, you were carrying your son around with you, literally in a backpack all day long. And he's like, he was showing a picture of himself in his suit, and it's like you could, his kid was in his suit with him. You know, so this program is amazing. And, uh, yeah, Dwayne, you, you should definitely have more people. Help. You could help way more people get an optimal level of fitness and health. So um, just reach out to Dwayne on that. So our three sponsors, Spark Membership, Elite Insights, and this. Oh, and um, one other sponsor. Lead, yeah. Yeah, Lead Hunter Media. Media. So it's Gus, Which is, Gus Lopez, our Facebook guy. Yeah, Gus is a great guy. He does all of our Facebook ads. I've been killing it with Facebook ads right now, which I'm super surprised because we're in a very competitive marketplace in New York, and we're still doing really, really well. So check out Lead Hunter Media, and if you, I think it's leadhuntermedia.com, or just comment it below, is. and I'll, I'll forward you uh, Gus's information. Sounds good. Allie, nice again, and appreciate the yeah. uh, virtual tournament yeah. idea. Well, let's work on that together. We'll work out all the kinks behind the scenes and then reshare it with our people. Sounds good. All right, sir. Have a good day. Good luck with the roof. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.